Thank you, Father. Oh, thank you for access. Oh, thank you for utterance. Thank you, Lord. Ah, we worship you. Oh, we worship you, Father. We give you praise. Ah, we honor you, Father. We worship you. We give you all the glory. We give you all the worship. We'll give you all the adoration, Father. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you, Lord. Glory to you. Honor to you, Father. Oh, our hearts surrender to you. Oh, we bring our heart, our thought, our imagination. We bring our desire to you, Father. That it will be yours. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We'll give you praise and glory in Jesus' name. We worship. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I want to welcome everyone um, once again. Um, today is another day. Um, you're welcome um, at today minister's rest. Hallelujah. Praise God. Okay. Um, as our custom was, praise God. Hallelujah. Okay. Um, Pastor Dave, come and sit here. Yeah. Hallelujah. Pastor Trudy, it's like we need you, yes, sir. Hallelujah. Bishop. Hallelujah. Please, can we just move front a little bit? Let's occupy the space, yeah? Space here, Pastor Mo, Pastor James, has been a long time.
Pastor Moses, that is space here. Hallelujah. Okay, Pastor Judy, you're welcome, sir. God bless you. Our only bishop in ministers. You're welcome, sir. <laughs> Apostle Dave, you're welcome, sir. Pastor Mo, you're welcome, sir. Pastor Vodesus, God bless you. My brother Wallet, God bless you. Pastor Wale, sorry, sir. <laughs> sorry, sir. I just... I didn't, uh, I didn't mean to disrespect. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Pastor James, it's been a long time. Pastor Dave, you're welcome, sir. Elder, we greet you, sir. For Kennedy. Oh, uh, see, I didn't offend anyone. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but B, Pastor B, <laughs> Pastor Dan Ladi, you have long, sir. You're welcome, sir. Ah, our Israel, the rabbi. Our mama, you're welcome. God bless you, my Pastor Uche, you're welcome. Uh, Dr. Yama, you're welcome, sir. Hallelujah. Reverend Vicky, you're welcome. Pastor Moses, or Bro Moses, you're welcome. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I think um, this uh, the tradition I met, um, Abby. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. We bless, we bless the name of God. Um, we are trusting the Spirit of God to help us this morning. Hallelujah. So good afternoon. Amen. I think um, what we'll be looking um, into all this while. Um, you know, talking about the kingdom of God. The kingdom, I think um, last week, um, the summation of um, everything we've been looking at is that um, this kingdom is actually a life that God wants us to live every day. Every day. It's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle is the life of God. So um, I think the simple way we can relate to the gospel of the kingdom is actually the life of God. And we know that um, when you talk about man, um, looking at the origin of man, you discover that the civilization of God, I mean the civilization of man from the beginning was God. Man has no any other civilization. Man has no any other life. So when you talk about man, you are talking about the revelation of God. Because the essence of man is to reveal God. So everything that has to do with man, everything that has to do with man is the revelation of Almighty God. So what is the four? The four is actually 
another life that another being, which is Satan, gave to man. That's what you call sin. From sin, he moves to iniquity. Hallelujah. So, um, the essence of the message of the kingdom um, is actually to restore man back to the original design of God, to the original plan of God. That is the message of the kingdom. That is the message of the kingdom. You know, is a way by which man will trace his way back to his maker. That is what Jesus Christ came to bear witness of. You know, the life of God, the government of God, the way man should live. This is the way man should live. This is the way man should live. That man has no any other life than God. So Jesus said that when you see me, you've seen the Father. The life I live, whatever things I do, either miracle, whatever things, the life I live every day is actually um, the Father. And um, um, may looking at it like what we, I mean, what we talked about um, last year, um, I said last year, um, I think that last week, if you check, Paul said, the life that I now live in the flesh, meaning that the life, this life have appeared in the flesh. The life I live, because without that life appearing in the flesh, the life can't be lived out here. So the life that I lived in the flesh, I did not live by the revelation of man. I did not live by the revelation of uh, man or the will of Satan. I live by the revelation of Jesus Christ. So that life have appeared in the flesh. Hallelujah. And I believe that um, the reason why they gave us the Holy Ghost, they gave us the Holy Ghost to achieve this end. Why um, that the life of God will actually appear in the flesh. Hallelujah. Um, the way God helped me over the years to relate to when you say, you know, he, um, first John said there are three that bear witness on the earth. He talks about the spirit, he talks about the water, he talks about the blood. And before then, he said there are three that bear witness in heaven, the Father, the Holy Ghost, the Son. He said there are three that bear witness on the earth. Talk about the blood, the water, and the spirit. And if you check, um, um, you know, um, Jesus gave the apostles commandment. He said that baptizing them in the name of the Father, baptizing them in the name of the Son, and baptizing them in the name of the Holy Ghost. So when we talk about the blood of Jesus, hallelujah. Praise God. So when we talk about the blood of Jesus Christ, we're talking about, you know, the Bible says that every life of the flesh is found in the blood. So when you talk about the Father, you're talking about the source of life, which is the blood of Jesus Christ, the life of Jesus Christ. What you are going to find in Jesus is the life of God. Um, what, what governs that life? What rules that life? What dominates that life? 
is the is God himself, which is the blood of Jesus Christ. So the, the reason for the blood, which is the life, you know, we equally do it in communion, which is the flesh and the blood of Jesus Christ. The essence of that life is to become one with man. God wants that one to become one with man. Meaning that when they look my life, when they check my life, when they look my life, what they will find is a life of God. Meaning that what rules me, what governs me, what dominates me is actually the blood of Jesus Christ. He said, the year are cleansed by the word that I said unto you. Yeah, so that blood, uh, like Ephesians 1 say that in him we have redemption, the forgiveness of sin, which is actually the blood of Jesus Christ. So, um, we, you know, our labor, our labor in the flesh, Paul said, Christ in you is a hope of glory. He said, to this end we labor, one in every man, one in every man, and to this end we labor, that that Christ in you will be a life that is not glorifying your flesh. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. Uh, so it will be the life that is now glorified in our flesh. Hallelujah. Because there is no way we can judge disobedient without obedient. He said that you can't judge disobedient when your obedience is not complete. So, and where we carry out obedient is a life we live every day. Meaning that the life we live every day must be ordered by God. So that is where the labor lies. That is where the labor is. Do you understand? Because we can't do it without the spirit. So that's at the time I started, I stopped sharing grace. Uh, I started, I've started it again, but at the time I just stopped sharing grace. You know, because it has become a kind of religion, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God. But that the, the essence of that grace, the essence of that scripture, it's not just something we memorize after fellowship. The purpose of that grace, I mean, the purpose of that scripture is for that experience to become our lives. You know what I mean? That there has to be the communion of the spirit, there has to be the fellowship of the spirit that will lead to everyday life. That will lead to everyday life. You know, the book of Psalms said, I said the Lord before me always. Meaning, um, like um, Second Corinthians equally says that the word of God is like a mirror that as we look into that mirror, we are transformed. So that is what the Holy Ghost revealed to us, the life that we have been called to live, the kind of man that we are in Christ. So that is the ministry of the Holy Ghost. So the labor is that that life is always before us. That life, that life is supposed to be, you know, before us all the time. But you see, that life can't be with, before us all the time without a culture. There has to be a culture. There has to be a lifestyle. It also has to be a lifestyle. We can't talk about, um, you know, um, living the life of God, living, uh, allowing the government of God to come in our lives without, there has to be a way by which that life will actually come to pass. He said that Jesus is the way. So there is a way that leads to a life. So that life must be something that we practice. So be something that we engage in. To be something that, that life is always there before us. But of course, you and I know that that cannot be possible in this world without the Holy Spirit. Because there are many idols in the heart of man. There are many images in the heart of man. There are many options of life that man 
over time, man have come to, you know, agree with. You understand? A man have come to agree with that. So the essence of the ministry of the Spirit is to help us to achieve this life. That's why the communion of the Spirit has to be always. So, so it's not something we do part-time. It's not something we do... Um, it's not just, uh, you, know, you know, like... I don't know. Uh, it's not something we do occasionally. It's a life. That's why that communion of the Spirit is be with us always. I mean, there's something we're supposed to be doing always. The reason is this. The soul cannot... The soul cannot come under the government of God without warfare. There has to be an engagement for his soul. Number one, there is a place, you know, I think the book of Psalms talks about the loss of God that is perfect, that is converted the soul. So there has to be something that the soul, like you talk about looking, looking unto the perfect law of liberty, have you? I think that book of James, looking unto the perfect law of liberty. So there has to be something that has to be a there has to be a, a lifestyle, a lifestyle of engaging, looking at a mirror, which is the word of God. Meaning that that mirror always is before us. Like the book of Psalm talk about Jesus. I said the Lord always before me. He's talking about Hebrew 12. He said there was a joy that was ahead of him. That's why he endured the cross. Do you understand? So there has to be something, there has to be something before us that will make us to pay the price, that will make us to deny some things. So it is difficult for a man to deny. Uh, we can't deny. Uh, we can't deny this present life if we are not seeing the higher life. It's not possible. There are there are what Satan have used to bribe men here are different kind of life. Do you understand? So if you are living this kind of life, to you, you are not. That's why we need freedom. That's why we need freedom. That's why we need liberty. That's why we need the truth. Because there are different images of life that the enemy have painted here. You know, sometimes you see, why, when people come to church, why, most times people are worried. People are worried. They are, you see their face. Pastor can even change the sermon because of the way people are looking and all of that. Why are they worried? They are not worried that they are not growing. They are not worried that they are not pleasing God. They are worried because their natural life is not going well. Do you understand? Because something, there's something about, there's something about, there's something about an understanding of life they had. There's something about, you know, a life, a life that is set before them that if they are not measuring up all to that life, to them, their whole world is finished. They are nothing. Do you understand? If authority complex will come in, uh, you know, the, the way they look themselves, the way they look down themselves, you understand? So, there has to be something that a child of God is seeing beyond a life painted here. You know, if you check, if you look at the epistles, you will discover that why did those guys give, they, they didn't have the hope of ministry we have today. I know sometimes maybe the reason why I will fast, I will pray, I will, you know, I want ministry to go forward. There's an image before me. Do you understand? Praise God. Hallelujah. I don't know that I'm making sense. Eh? There's an image before me. That's why we go and pray fast to pay the price. I have an image. So because of that image, I will put in everything. I will give in everything. Because there's something I am seeing that I want to experience. There's something I'm seeing that I want to experience. Do you understand? So, but it's deliverance for a man like those guys, those apostles. 
there is something, what, what prepared them and what their motivation factor was not anything here. There is something they saw. There is a life they saw. And they were ready to give up everything to embrace that life. They were ready to give up everything to embrace that life. Do you understand? So, but today, it's not like that. So we measure prosperity by, we measure prosperity by how many cars you've had. We measure prosperity how many members you had. We measure prosperity by carnal things. Do you understand? We need carnal things, but carnal thing is not, is not the standard. It's not the life. So this is the promise that God has promised us. And Jesus said, first year, seek something. First year, seek something. Seek something. The kingdom of God, the righteousness of God, and all these things. Thy gentle seek shall be added. But this is the truth. This is where the warfare lies. And this is where we speak truth to ourselves. There are certain desires we have that we need to purge ourselves from those desires. Hallelujah. So I don't think Okay. Praise God. Okay, let me finish. You ask, you ask a question. Do you understand? So, there are many desires that is in our heart. It takes the truth to reveal it. It takes light to reveal it. So, a man can't just come now and say, ah, I don't love material things. Oh. Ah, I don't love this one. No. When you are saying that, you are lying to yourself. Do you understand? It takes... It takes a man, a man that can say that is a man that is going through a process. A process of cleansing. A process of sanctification. A process of dying. Do you understand? Because why? That man has seen a higher glory. Like Jesus said that there is a glory ahead of me. There is something I saw. Because of what I saw, he have to die. He have to, he have to go through the path of the cross. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus Christ. So we, we are trusting God today that God will help us further. You know, when he has to do, um, you know, uh, when he has to do with the things that we are actually looking at. Because the thing we are looking at is very, 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 very important. Very, very, very important. Very, very, very important. Because if the word of God has not become flesh, forget it. For the word of God, for the word of God, I mean, for the word of God to become a reality in our lives, that word must become flesh. Meaning that it must become, you know, like Book of Psalms say, it's vain for someone it's vain to wake up early in the morning and when you come back, you eat the bread of sorrow. But he said, God giveth his beloved rest or sleep. You understand? Uh -huh. So that is, uh, many years ago, God began to paint, you know, toward that scripture, God began to paint that picture to me that. There are many things that over time we have come to accept. We have come, we have come to, we have come to, you know, agreement with. Do you understand? Because somehow, somehow, they handed that life over to us. So they handed that over. So it is normal for someone, uh, for a believer to stay without appetite of God. It's normal for a believer to just wake up in the morning, go about his business, and come back. Without anything, do you understand? Without any caution, is a normal thing for we to, you know, um, believe that, okay, I, as a sister, I will get married, give birth to children. You know, that's a, a life that is painted for us here, but we have to see 
the, that original life, which actually God intended man to live, which we saw in the book of Genesis. The Bible talks about the seventh day God rested. And the Bible talks about the day of the Lord. Hallelujah. So there is a day that kills men. There is a day that makes men alive. So um, that day that kills men is what Paul said, redeeming the time because the day is evil. So how, what, how will a man be saved? A soul must be looking for the will of God. And the will of God cannot be found in this system. It is in the spirit. So for a deliverance of every man is to look for another civilization that is not here. Because this civilization kills men every day. By the time man interact with this civilization, interact with this culture, what happened to man? It wearies the soul of man. Weaknesses, love for other things, separation from God. You stand upon, you see Christians to pray for 10 minutes, 20 minutes, you know, have time for the world. There's so much distraction. Do you understand? So if we don't see that life, that we don't see that civilization that God actually promised man from the beginning, it's going to be difficult to really that. That's why Paul said, redeem the time, redeeming the time, because this system is actually evil. I call it evil day. Hallelujah. So there has to be something that the Holy Ghost is painting to us, you know, so we can be able to comfort our life each day. We live by the revelation of the Spirit. We live by the revelation of God. So we live by the program of God, not living by this system. Because this system, everybody accepted it. This, that's what the system is preaching. But we have to see the life God promised us in the spirit. And the way God can achieve that, he needs an environment to do that. He needs an atmosphere to do that. There is a culture that we achieve that. I like will talk about the doctrine of Jesus Christ. Yes, and like I was saying in church yesterday, I said, some point, he discovered that most people started with the meek of the word. By some point, they, 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 they stopped. Like I remember uh, a popular minister of the gospel. I overheard him one day say that he used to listen to Kenyon. When he was growing up, he believed in new creation reality. He believed in new creation reality until when his friend married and divorced the following day or the week after. Then he now believed that his devil, that changed his ministry. You know, to demon ministry and all of that. Do you understand? Uh, so he now believed now that demon is real. That, uh, all this activity is actually real. So that, like that new creation, when we talk about new creation, it's not looking like what, what Jesus, the redemption that Jesus Christ brought to mankind is not true. So we have to miss work to make it a reality. But the redemption is true. Hallelujah. Jesus overcome principalities and power overcome the, the, so the victory of Jesus I have to know it before I can walk and it's not that's why it's a lifestyle it's not something you do because you want to preach it's not something you do because you want to cram it I just, it has to be a lifestyle mean that you will use it as a warfare you will use it to live your life you will use it to fight every opposition and contradiction of life that is the word of God that's the word of God because you can't really see that redemption without interacting with the spirit of the world. It's not possible. So it has to be a lifestyle. So I would not say because I am facing maybe demonic problem now, I have to change. Because the warfare in the spirit is not engaging demon. The warfare in the spirit is to reveal who you are. That's how you fight. You can't fight with that knowledge of who you are. So the warfare, for instance, warfare 
is warfare is when you have unbelief and you are shouting Holy Ghost fire. It doesn't work. So what is the warfare? The warfare is to treat your unbelief. The warfare is to use the word of God to fight your unbelief. Because that unbelief is actually the work of Satan in the heart. So that work inside, that one needs to be dealt with. Because if that one is not dealt with, the outward one will not be dealt with. So the one that's supposed to de be dealt with is the state of our heart. Meaning that we have to use the word to renew our mind. Because the Satan we need to destroy is not the one outside, the one inside. When the one is inside is, is taken care of, the one outside is no, has no any effect. So that is where the warfare lies. So you don't fight being ignorant of who you are. Don't know who you are. You, don't, you are just making that noise. Spirit know you are making noise. Because they know, they, they know you, but they equally know that you don't know who you are. Now the day you begin to know who you are, they equally know that you know who you are. So just like the experience of Papa Eggy, when uh, those demons came and he, he said, after you are done, just go. Eh? So I will not take my time to begin to bind you, to kill you, to do all those kind of things. Do you understand? The warfare is to take that knowledge. It's a fight. Hallelujah. It's not because of, you see lazy Christians everywhere. You just want, you want to drop your problem with someone. Me, I've told myself as a pastor, if you stay with me for a longer time, there are certain things I will not do. When you face challenge, I will leave you. Rather, I rather intercede for you. But for me to pamper you, I will not do that. I will watch you, but I will intercede for, for me. If you are waiting me for me to come and pamper you, come and visit you, I, I will not do such things. If you have stayed for some times, you are expected to grow. You are expected to live. You are expected to undo certain problems. It's not like we're discussing outside here uh, with the one sister. Revicki was I asked her to do something. He said, Pastor. No, I said, that's the problem. The pastor, you, you are first on first. That's all I was talking about. I am not pastor first. It's just calling. I am a brother. I am a child of God. I am a child of God. So when I go to God, I'm not going to God as a pastor. And the spirit doesn't know whether you are a pastor or not. Spirit does not know whether you are a bishop. Either you are an apostle. Either no, spirit doesn't know that. The only one thing that only thing that spirit bows to is God. So a man that doesn't know God is a victim of evil spirit. Is evil. That's why I say you shall know the truth. And knowing the truth is not something we know on surface. That's why if you say if you see Romans chapter one say that. There is, there is a consecration. There is a dedication. There is a consecration. Jesus set himself apart. Jesus consecrated himself. Jesus dedicated himself. Jesus set himself apart for one person, God. So there is a work to be done. There is a commitment. There is a focus. You know, Jesus said that if your eye is single, the whole body is going to be full of now, I'm not saying that if you know me well, I think there's no, if you know me well, you know that as, at the time I started, as the time I started assisting people, you know, as an assistant pastor, my pastor, my pastor is not doing the work. I'm the one doing the work. I will go, uh, there are many places I visit in Ajegule. There are certain places, Paco House, I will go there with my money, with my time. Naturally, on my person, I won't go to that kind of places. 
but I have to go there as a pastor. But what I'm saying is that those people that have been with me for a longer time, I will not pamper you the way I will pamper a believer that is just coming in. I will not do that. That is me. I will not do that. I will intercede for you. I will intercede, but for you to pamper, I will not do that. That is just my own. I'm not saying everybody should take it. It's not a law. I'm just saying this is my own. Um, how do I put it now? Uh, this is my own stand. Because, you know, even in our lives, we need to, as a minister, we need to be challenging ourselves. You have to, you, growth is all about challenging yourself. Growth is about you behaving in a particular manner. See yourself behaving in a particular manner. You look at the scripture. You are not, you're not supposed to behave this way. It's a fight for you to conform. We have to be challenging ourselves, working on ourselves, making sure we're improving, we're getting better. But the day it's a journey. It's not a journey of stagnant. It's a journey of progress. The Bible says from glory to glory. From glory to glory. But the truth is that this world, this system will not allow anybody to grow. This system will not allow anybody to grow. Because it's designed to take away God. Anything that is called God. So there has to be another fight in you. That's why Paul says, fight the good fight of faith. There is no way. I, okay, I, Ever say, have you ever said a time when you say, I want to pray, I want my mind to be somewhere now? Eh? I, want, I just want to meditate, and you are just focusing on Jesus. Oshodi will come. Our papa will come. Um, this one will come. In short, that thing, you know, that, maybe there's something you forgot that you are not thinking about. They will remind you. All, all manner of things will come. So if you are not putting up a fight, if you are not trusting God for the Holy Spirit to give you a skill, a wisdom to push something down, your mind will always be like that. And if a mind is like that, you can only gain little in the spirit. If your mind is not tame, there is a fight to train the soul, to train the soul. When the soul can stay in it. Because prayer is not really that you are shouting. Abi. Prayer is not really that you are, like me, I used to shout. So you don't say, I'm, I, if you know my voice, I shout well, well. Uh -huh. So, but prayer is not really that you are shouting. Prayer simply means you are ascending. And it takes your spirit and your heart to do that. So, there is a training. There is a commitment to that effect for such things to become a reality. So, it's a lifestyle. It's not, it's not a story. I think it was Pastor Ken uh, Brock Kennedy that brought that thought last week. Then Pastor Clever, you call it, um, you know, supported that emotion. Okay, Brock Kennedy, I think I'll stop here. Brock Kennedy, you want to ask questions? Okay. Okay, praise God. Hallelujah. Okay, anyone have any um, um, thoughts in this line? So you can, the ground is open. Okay, question. Okay. Pastor Clever, are you asking me or you're asking the house? It's both you and the house. You okay. spoke. Are you afraid of it? I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid of, uh, my teachers are here now. My pastors are here. We are in fellowship. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Yes. Um, I think the question is, uh, okay. it's not something serious. It's okay. just um, when we, you know, for many years, I have preached this. I have heard us say it over and over again. Overcoming this need. And it's as if the more you try to overcome the need, it's overwhelming us. Okay. You know. Um, and I can't see any one of us, maybe there are some of us who have 
full of joy, like the Bible says. We are joyful in the Lord, and the need does not pull us or touch us. And um, lately, I began to check my life, and I discovered since I felt I have made some progress, but 95, 96, you know, when I started off the journey of full-time, the full-time ministry, I discovered that I was more fervent, even though there was, I don't have the kind of knowledge I have now. But in my ignorance, there is, there, I mean, there was fervency, you know, pushing things, some of them were correct, some of them were not totally correct, some of them I don't even know, like the brother you said, he believed, he read Kenyon. Kenyon had an understanding, you can read some things and you don't have understanding that the writer has. Uh, like sometimes we say so many things here, but my issue is do we really have the true understanding of the things that we say? You know, because it's in the trial, it's in the time of trial. Uh, okay, trial, Pastor Glover, what is the question? Just yes. Yeah. Yes. So the the question itself is how do we overcome the the need? It's not a spiritual question. It's okay. not yes, it's <laughs> not a, okay, it's not a revelational question. Okay. But this is something that stays with us every day. When we look at each other, we know that this thing is weighing down on many of us. So how do we stay free from this weight? Because it's okay. weight, really. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Okay, let me, okay, Bishop, Bishop, we, eh? Okay, okay. Uh. Praise God. You know, uh, you made a statement that uh, as believers, sometimes uh, it's uh, in line with uh, what you said now. Sometimes we find ourselves being weighed down by needs, you know, that our eyes will now begin to look at around us. Have we really, and uh, comparing with others, are you getting it? Now, I want us, or rather, I want us to look at it from the angle, practically, because Jesus, basically, in as much as uh, his level of spirituality still set and brought up those needs, you know, they come in form of thoughts. Because there are times as a believer, you know, some thoughts will invade you like bees, you know. It's like you are, those things will be, you know, the reality to bring you to reality of life. And you know, it's not, it's something that comes as believers. But now, my, what I want to bring us, how do we handle that moment? That is the practical, how do we handle that moment and still stay 
you understand, to refocus. Because that's where the problem lies. When we are faced with such a, 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 a deluge of thoughts, overwhelming thoughts of the reality of what we, what we are facing in the real world, how do we handle that practically so that we'll be able not to be taken away and we'll still maintain our journey? Praise God. Okay, praise God. I think, um, um, I think some other people will answer. Bishop will answer. But I, I want to say in practical time, in practical time, and um, I think it will really help us that I know like when Vicky was asking because he believed that maybe somehow, somehow, you've been able to uh, I have an idea based on your experience. I have an, I, you know, the practical time. There is a season in my life that when I'm in need, you know, I, I focus on that need. Do you understand? And by the reason of focusing on that need, you overwhelm me. You know, maybe either by night or, you know, just thinking about that, that need, how this thing is going to happen and all of that. But the way God helped me over that was that that I can't actually remember. Either I was in fellowship, you know, I was just fellowshipping with God. Then a picture flashed into my heart. And what's that picture that it showed me myself that now, if you have maybe money is in your hands or maybe you, they, they solve the need and you are rejoicing. Eh? Now, when that need is not there, eh? when that need has not been met and you are, you are sad, now, that joy, that rejoicing, is it the rejoicing of the Lord or the rejoicing of death? Do you understand? So, why are you serving him? Are you serving him because of that need has been met now that you are not saying it's good? Then when the need is not met, then you now say it's not good. That's the way God delivered me. So, when I have, when I have need, I fight not to meditate on those needs. Do you understand? Rather, I will think and bring him before the Lord and ask him, how will he want me to go about this? But because of that thought in my heart, I don't want to worship need. I fight not to worship need. And the only way you can do that is that when the thought of God fills your heart the more, when the thought of God is filling your heart, you are allowing the thought. There has to be a place where you do that. There has to be a place. Mean that when you are in need, make sure it's time to pray more, it's time to allow the word of God. That's one thing I discovered. When you stayed in that environment, after a while, you forget you have a need. Do you understand? It's just, and, you know, and even there are, certain, there are certain situations that you have to make up your mind. For instance, like school need. If I bring it before the Lord, and the Lord instructed, God give me a commandment, either not to meet anybody, not to go to talk to anybody, he told me that he's going to. I made up my mind that if those children, they will send them from the school, let them come and sit down. I don't have a problem with that. So, you know, I, I resurre- so if God did not do it, because he has given me instruction, see, if, you have, if, you, if he didn't show up in time, let the children come. Because definitely he will show up. So, but I made up my mind not to allow that to worry me. Do you understand? So in practical time, it's something that there has to be a place where, a place where you allow the thought of God. A place where you allow the thought of God to fill your heart. For, because if not so, when the thought of God is not filling your heart, the need has a way of affecting your emotion. But when you come to a place, you allow the word of God in the place of fellowship, and you know first and foremost that God has solved many needs. God has taken care of many things. That this one is going to take care of it. Do you understand? So that's my own practical little way. I know, and maybe that may not be 
uh, perfect, but um, Bishop. Praise the Lord. When we say practical living of what we are learning, you know, it goes with understanding. What you are standing on is what they call understanding. You know, even before I got mature in faith, I have been living that life. There is a teaching they call uh, living by faith. So if you had that opportunity to get through the living by faith, you will not depend on people or base or, or you know, when you have a need or you press on that need. You know, while I had my twins, let me use, before I got mature in faith, when there is no food for them, my wife would say, there is no food. I say, well, if, if it is Gary, God want them to drink. The baby, I say, go and soak it. Yes. For me to go and beg somebody, or go and, you know, and, uh, you know, by the way, somebody will just be passing and just say, I just say, I should beckon on you. Ah, twins, twins. We just say five, five hundred then. And it solved the problem. Even when we have no food, I'm standing before God, a man. I, I've learned that early in life, even before I got mature. So, I will carry the rice bucket. I say, God, there's no rice. And before the evening, rice will come. So, I have been maturing that bit. Now, when I had understanding and I know there is a new man, all things work together for good to them that love God. All things. So, when I'm in need, I, whatever it is, I don't allow those things to overwhelm me because the all-sufficiency is there. I will, just, I will just tell him that this is the need. There was a day my son had to pay school fees, you know, and uh, I, I was just praying, depending on God, you know. We went to the school, me and my wife, and they said, you have to pay so, so, so a month before this time. Ah. I said, we will make it. When we got out, my wife said, where are you going to get it? I said, it's God. So when I got home, where they gave us a target date. I was just inside. Someone just called me from Abuja and said, please, send your account number. Ah. In fact, as I was, I was in the church, I quickly send the account number, I was looking at my phone. <laughs> because, <laughs> so the thing didn't come, you know, on time, but I've sent it. So when it came, you know, it really uh, uh, made the half of the, the money. You know, I learned something in life with one of our father in the Lord. He said, that was the, my mentor. Then, that old man said, if you need two million by four o'clock, if you had one million by twelve, and somebody come or there is a need press, 
I will give that, that money. And he said, King of Kings, you know we have this need by 4 o'clock. He said, and lo and behold, before that time, that money will come. Because we don't depend on the inner man for our needs. We only look on people. That's why we fail. Any needs. There is nothing you need that the God you serve cannot provide. If you, if you know you need it. One thing is that many things we think we need, we don't need it. If he knows we need it, he will supply. It's not too big for him. If I'm praying for a car, if he knows that car is not good for me at that time, he will not give me. But if he knows it will be good, why do I need the car? Is it for a service or for what? Because some of the things we, we are eager to have, we don't need it for his purpose, not for kingdom purpose. So, and he knows that if he supplies us such a thing, we will mess up. He will not supply us if he loves you. That is in that area of practicality. But there is something I want to say before. This understanding matters in our journey in life. You see, all these words we are quoting, we are reciting, they are meant for us. They are not for anybody. They are for us. But if, like, we are translated from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of his dear son. And once you are translated, if someone translated from life now to death, will you come back to that life again? Translation means you have shifted. But we have shifted, but we are living the whole life. You have translated, it translated us. That's what the Bible says. It translated us from the kingdom of darkness. So, but we still remain there. And we thought we are in the, in the kingdom of his dear son. The purpose and intention of God is that we become like his son. He said that objective. So that, that's all he wanted us. He has uh, confirmed him. So we must live in understanding. When we have not come to the understanding, there's nothing anyone can do. There's no way anyone can preach. You will not get to that point. It's not possible. You can live that life. You won't be able to depend on God. So the Lord will help us to have an understanding. Then it will be easy for us to live the life. Okay, after Pastor Day, praise the Lord. Okay, I I want to read. Uh, I want to add to that, but I want to read the scripture first before I say whatever I want to say. I want to read from First John, chapter five. First John chapter five. I will read from verse thirteen to verse fifteen. It says, these things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that ye may know that ye have eternal life, and that ye may believe on the name of the Son of God. Verse 14, and this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. And if we know that he hears that he hears us whatever we ask, we know that we have the petition that we desire of him. Praise the Lord. 
Okay. Yeah, what I want to point out is this. You see, we have something that we are not taking advantage of at all. And that is the reason for the worries, the anxiety. You know, that is the reason for the confusion we go through. Now, these needs that we have, the physical needs, you can't run away from them. And you cannot take them off your mind. You understand my point? You can't take them off your mind. They are there. You cannot do anything about it. But the issue is this. This is why I read the scripture. If you read the, the first verse, verse 13. Now, John was saying, you know, he talked about believing in the name of the Son of God twice. When I saw that scripture, God drew my attention to it. I began to ask. He said he has written to, he's writing to those who have believed already on the name of the Son of God. So that they will know that they actually have eternal life in them now. You see, that's what he's writing to them. They have believed already. He now says, so that they will know that they have this life and that they may believe on the name of the Son. What he's saying is this, that they have something that they are not taking advantage of. That if you have believed on the name of the Son of God now, you have eternal life now. And that is how you live your life. So we're we talking about taking, of, taking care of needs. You know, I think somebody made something, a statement like that earlier that, you know, we, we, okay, that's our brother here. You know, we still want to be living the way we were living before we came into Christ. We try to solve problems the same way we solved problems before we came into Christ. But the truth is this. We are not placing a demand on the life on the inside of us. That is why he said that. Okay, let, let, me, let me go to uh, John chapter 8, Gospel of John. Jesus was having a conversation with the Jews. He was trying to let them know that he is of a different kind. And whatever he sees his father do, that is what he does. But them, whatever they see their father do, that is what they do. That is the difference between both of them. So, all the wonderful things he does, the miracles and everything, the provision and everything, it is because it is coming from inside. And we also know that God is always talking. But we are not paying attention. Listen, before any need arises, God has a solution for you. Yes, before any need arises. There was a time I had a you know, a, a, a rent issue. You understand the point, you know. And I was so worried at the point I got angry that I could not raise money to pay. It was a later on I discovered that that rent has been paid. When I prayed, God answered. He told me what to do. He put in my heart what I should do concerning that. But it's not a conventional idea. So I overlooked it. Do you understand? Now, you know, most of that we think that when we pray, when we see that thing physically, that is when God answered. No. God answers prayer the moment you pray that prayer, even though you didn't say it out. Like the angel told Daniel, see, that day that you knelt down to pray, that was what the answer was given. So if we begin to place demand on the life on the inside. We will not be having these issues. Yes, those, those needs are there. The moment they come up, 
if you have not received any answer from God concerning them before, then you go to God in prayer. Once you go to God, we pay attention to know what he is saying. We don't do that most of the time. If, he, if he's asking you to be quiet, to be silent, do nothing, then you do nothing. That is the solution to that problem. If he said, discuss it with this person, discuss it with the person. Don't say, I cannot beg. No. You do what he wants you to do. Are you getting the point? Say, ah, this, one, he will know, this person will know that I have this problem. And so what? If you disobey, when the problem will disgrace you, everybody will know. So, we, we, God is not conventional. Let's not try to tie God. He has to be like this. You understand the point now? No. Once the need arises, we go to God. What, see, your concern should be what is his opinion about that matter. Once you get it, chicken, everything is done. Rest with that thought. That is the only thing that, it is only that answer that can give you rest. If you don't have the answer, you will worry the problem. The devil knows how to design it in different ways. If you decide to forget it, he will bring people that will remind you, they will be asking you how far. So, but when you receive a word from him, you will rest with that. That is the only thing that can give you rest. Apart from that, nothing. That is what I have. Amen. Praise God. Okay. Um, Papa Philok. Praise the Lord. <coughs> Many poor, you know, the way poor have spoken, they say, you know, everybody, there's a point, all right? For me, when I'm, how do I call it, when I'm in, especially when I, when I have a thing, something a need, something anxiety, something kind of thing, there's a need, so things will, I mean, it like, that time, like, since I would just make sure it gives you problem, make sure you think. So the first thing, the, the, one of the first things I do is that, I look at the scriptures. It's just uh, uh, Philippians 4, verse 6. It says, be anxious for nothing. But by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. That is scripture. That scripture. When I got to that, okay, I have, I'm, I'm stressed. I'm so troubled. But the Bible says, as you want, bring it to God in prayer. And when you go to God, thank God for it that He has heard you. If God has heard you, then He has He will answer. Then you rest in there. Verse 7 says that the peace of God, which passeth understanding, we guard. He said we say we guard your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. So when I take those scriptures, I meditate on it. I powder on it. That's what about it. God says something to Joshua. Say, meditate on the word day and night. Someone says, meditate on the word of God day and night. So when you do that, you will prosper. You get that? Then I'll take another scripture. This thing is Psalm 37. Say, fret not because of evil doers. Those who bring evil to the Bible. Say, fret not. Be calm. You say, what you need to do is to what? Is to trust in the Lord. And do good. Amen. When you go into this, when you do that, what God, what did God say that you trust in the Lord and you do good? The, the Bible says, God, you will dwell in the land and you will what? And you, you will bless in the land. You see that? So it's a, it's a, it's a message that you take the word of God and begin to, you know, dwell on it, meditate on it. When the word of God, I mean, 
when the word of God permeates your mind and heart and soul, you will be taking the way God is taking. We will take away all those things. It will stop every doubt of the enemy concerning you. Like what somebody said, by faith, by faith. The armor of God, one of them is faith. He said, the shield of faith. He said, until you, you stop every doubt of the enemy. He said, every doubt of the enemy, you will stop it by faith. They will come, so, I mean, like I said, when there's a need, it will break so many things. Those will disorganize you so that you'll be friendly. But when you, when you ask, I mean, when you trust God and meditate on His word, the word of God will permit your mind and heart, and then you'll be stabilized. You won't be moved again. Bible say, um, Sanwamu, I think Sanwamu, he said, I cannot be moved by evil tidings because my heart is fixed, trusting in the Lord. Okay, amen. So you, you, you take there are those scriptures. I think what I would say that. There are those scriptures that are meant for you to for you to hack on. Your faith is hack on of God's word. Not you know, faith is to hack on where on God's word. But there the, are the, the promises in God's word. So wait for that promise. For that, that 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 I was talking about. I said verse five, five I believe four. He said, "Delight in the Lord, and in what He will give you your word, your heart desire." Have you delighted the Lord? When you delight in the Lord. It will give you your heart desire. Then verse, I mean, by five or so, he said, commit your ways, commit everything unto God, and then trust in him. He will bring all things to pass. So those are some of David. So those are things that is, those are recorded in the scripture. In that, in, the, in that psalm, David said, now I have been, that was a scripture that I, I lost so much. He said, now I have been young, now I am old. I have never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his children begging bread. Brethren, that is my scripture. So when things are so bad, I say, hey, 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 the Lord, your word says, because I love you, I know I love him, he knows that I love him, that's very important. You know? I love the Lord, I, I want to, I'm, I want to, I'm dedicated, I want to serve God, not yes. I made up mine from, from the beginning. So I, when, I, when I take my stand, Lord, I cannot be moved because your word is right there. So when I told her, so when I take that word, David said, I, that word, somebody comes to me and said, well, my children, wait a minute. I, I said, no, I'm not afraid of my children, but they can't go anywhere. All I know they can never beg bread because God has shown me that, that if I love God, he had never seen the righteous mistaken, no, his children begging bread. So I, what I mean that I echo my faith on those words of God. When I told my cousin, I'm free. At the end of the day, you should that you just go. Like I quoted that in the Philippians 4, verse 7. He said that the peace of God, we, the peace of God, we pass it understanding. Which money cannot buy? My pastor said, we transcend all academics to search. Amen? So when I, when, the way I look at, when the, when the man used to pray, when he said that thing, I just keep it. With the peace of God, which money cannot buy? Which transcend all human understanding? We guard your hearts and mind through Christ Jesus. I said, man, it's settled. I will. Praise the Lord. Okay, before uh, Pastor Jonathan. So you will not crucify me. <laughs> so go there and ask. 
Praise the Lord. No, I praise the Lord. I have to say, I always tell you that whoever God loves is in trouble. God loves is in trouble. This at this as long as this world is concerned. Because one thing is that the will of God to come to pass in your life, you must fight the fight. Yeah. And the one thing you have to have in mind that God said, I will not allow temptation that is above you to come to you, but he must go those steps. He must allow them to come because it's a training school. God is a training. If God call you, even they call you as a, as a billionaire, you will one day know that God, his name is Jehovah Jireh. Let him call you as a billionaire. You must know one day that Jehovah is Jehovah Jireh, the God that provides. You will know that the rich also cry. So you prepare for it. Are you hearing me? Because they call you as a billionaire, all your chairs will be gold. You will say, in this church, oh, there is no tithe, there is no offering. Everybody come free, chop everything you want. You go there, there, the chop, so they, one day you look at your account, you become red. Say, where are we? You must come to that particular training. When you come to that particular training, will you stand? Are you hearing me? And the what you have for you to grow, you need God's instructions. Because in every problem, there is a solution. I hear. He came to the standard. David said, David, one day he ran out of throne without slippers. <laughs> this is a man after God's heart. He ran out of throne without slippers. Huh? People throw out sound. They say scripture. Huh? Scripture to back it up. <laughs> Second Samuel now. You know the day when the day in son, the day in son to overthrow him. The day in son overthrow him. Abdullah is pushing him. Huh? Uh, this, this man was throwing him sound. He said, Don't I've been let me kill you. He said, Don't kill him. My God, you must know that if no man of God ever in the Bible that anything happened, it's called Satan. They always say, my God. They, even though, uh, if it is one that is not getting issue, he said, my God, they never want to call Satan. It is God that makes me like this. David said, my God. Therefore, I come to know and to learn that even though I pass through the value of death, I feel no more evil. Because he has so trained me that his staff and his rod are on a penalty now. It is flawed. He said, This evening, Father, if he loves you, you will never fail. Praise the Lord. If he loves you, you, the king is there, the Lord is there. If I know he's with me, his, his rod and his staff comfort me. But at the end, goodness, I'm going to follow. Because God said that at the end, he said, I know my thought towards you. Not of evil. But to give you an expected end. That your end, people will decide to see your end, to be like you at the end of the day. If I, that was, he that endured it to the end. And then you put a manjaya, you can never know the success. 
You can go You don't use money to know how success you are in business. Because even at the late hour, Anloba can take the money. Until the money lands in the bank and you see that at home, then you know you have to make again. Every time we we'll give you a lot. So what are we talking about is this. Radicality. Praise the Lord. Because whatever you preach in pulpit, if it has never done on you, it's waiting for you on the gate. It's waiting for you on the gate to it will take that in where you preach it. Jump here, jump here, jump here. Yes. Baby, since I have been married my wife for four years, we have never visited each other. Hallelujah. 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 After that day, you will know whether your wife is good or no good. So it is learning. So that when you are saying something, you become just you are not God. So I have learned by experience. And God has trained me by experience. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Whenever I'm in problem, I ask God. There's one day the problem was open. A, a, a brother came to my house and see what we are eating and see what my brother say, but I have you as a reverend, please. Come. Come to my house and there. Uh, wife alive, bread, everything in my house. I don't want these children to suffer. That day, offering was 200 naira. Instead of me to give my wife the 200 naira, we manage it. I take 200 naira, go to pipeline. Idimu. To go and collect rice. When I reached there, the type of tea I saw in the gate, the top, my brother, was not in Krikri. As I saw the key, I see they hit the door. Until one of the neighbors came, that one to went away, that went to get away. Say, what are you doing? I said, my brother, I'm getting, my brother is in the house. I'm calling him. He said, you calling your brother. How relationship are you and with your brother? After you are not, you are not uh, responsible. Or you are not a close brother. Because if you're a close brother, you will know what makes your brother travel to east. If you are responsible, you must be among the meeting of the people decide what happened in the village. Child now one I don't die. I see they hit the door. I said the man, because of annoyance I have to the man, because offense is meant to offense you out for your future breakthrough. Offense. Offense is meant to offense you out for your future breakthrough. The person you have offense with may be the person that will help you tomorrow. But because offense you already have already in your heart, you don't want to go to him. That breakthrough. Praise the Lord. I, 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 because sometimes I miss that man car. He could have carried me to Sele. But so before I begin to come to, because my money no day again. Because the, my brother will give me a bag of rice. He must give me money for transport now. But that is how I take leg from pipeline. That day I learned my lesson. At the end of the day, God said, do I send you? <laughs> do I send you? Who, any door I have never opened to you, and whoever will say minus, whoever will see you and say minus me in life, could there be somebody? I will minus him before he meet you. Whoever will see you and say minus me, could you be somebody? I will minus him before he help you. Because nobody will be God in your life over me. I am a jealous God. Oh. Praise the Lord. I remember when my wife was in prison, there was a lot of problem everywhere. Three years in prison. 
because of this uh, school where they run. Something just come, the teacher they have uh, epilepsy, and from epilepsy, after it, they recover, and they send him after three days, four days, or one week, I mean, the they thing happened to the mother. The mother did something, the child fell into the fire, and that, uh, when he went to hospital, they told him, who, who did this? He said, it is we I'm keeping him as nanny. And that's how they come and bug my wife. The, was, the case was between the state, Lagos state with me. I was asking God what happened. And the judge can did was the judge. He said, the two options that was with my wife, that wait for my wife, is either dead by hanging or life imprisonment. But one day, I went to the hospital. I went to the, I went, I went to instruction. Instruction what? And obedient to instruction. I, I asked God, I have learned from there to be asking God for anything. Praise the Lord. I remember there's a time my, my land problem came up. Daddy said, he will bring gifts of you. I said, him, please, let me. The case come up, he said, I said, wait. Until God will tell me to meet him, I meet him. If you say, I will not meet him. You know how to do it. Because the rich also cry. When they talk, I said, the rich also cry. You know, I... But who can reach the cry? <laughs> Let God sort this out by himself. And I went to the, I went to court. I saw a very beautiful lawyer, a woman like that, my sister there. Dressed and very dressed as, as she, she was standing. The Lord said, go and befriend her. Befriend her. He said, go and befriend that lady. Just first of all, commend her for her appearance and everything. And my wife was in the box where they were talking. I said, my, what of you, my wife, see me? <laughs> talking to another woman. Asked her, and she's in the box, answering questions. He said, don't mind. Then I look at myself, and I put hand in my pocket. <laughs> I think I'm not wasting time. I was, I said, oh, hello. As I love your appearance, you look very pretty in this garment. They were, thank you. Say, I love you. Say, thank you for your, thank you for your commendation. I said, okay. Thank you for your commendation. I said, okay. Can I befriend you? Can we befriend? He said, why not? And if not, show Zole. She okay. Say, can we change the number? He said, what brought you here for the first place? I said, my wife is one that center. Say, what happened? I told her all that happened. So I told her all that happened. She said, okay, I'm sorry. We are the one handling that case. Praise the Lord. So we just finished, and I left her, and we changed our number. As I reached the house, that's why I know credit is very important to every big man. Credit. This, phone, this credit. Credit. Do you know credit? Yeah. Which I can't. If every big man lost credit, he could come out and find out for those bills. <laughs> Listen very carefully. <laughs> so as I came back to the house, God said, Send 400 naira credit card, charge card to that woman. I just find money and they send that time. I send. Say, oh, Pastor Jonathan, you send. I say, that is for just, I know government don't pay you people at time and they do a lot of work. Please, can you use it? That's how I started. And then when we went to court, we went to court. Those lawyers said many things against my wife, many things. As they finish it, as they finish, go and sit down. God said, go to that place they are sitting in Banconi. Give them 1,000. People that say something against me. I said, no, you don't come. 
Because, in fact, it, let me tell you how to talk to God, though. You, let, me, let me tell you how to talk to God, though. He's not praying and talking to God. At times, you give God, at times, give God a seat. Give God a seat. Sit down here, kneel down, say that. They talk to him. He said, come now, let us reason together. There's a time of reasoning with God. So that you will pray from the place of peace. Place of rest. God wants you to serve him from place of rest. He said, come on to me, all that burdens are with heavy loadings. And I will give you rest. Heavy burdens. And as he said, I should take the money I should to give to my wife to return for prison and give the prison orders. He said, I should go and give those people who have said many things against my wife. I said, no now. He said, he said, we do it too. I said, no now. What of you that asked me? What are they bribe them? He said, well, if I'm a need, if I'm a need, but I say, you see, anytime when I am, you are in trouble, look up. Look what? Look up. You will see cloud. As long as Christ is moving, moving, talk to God. Say, yes, this is the dust of your feet. Now, you they move so, therefore, answer me. Praise the Lord. And I went to give them 1,000. As I reached for the other, I brought out 1,000. But 2,000 follow. I've already presented it to him. I went to withdraw 1,000. He said, no, don't withdraw it. He said, let down to that man if you withdraw it. I leave 2,000 naira with him. Then I give other people 1,000 naira. He said, for what? I said, you people for logistics. You come. The government pay you name every month. Our, our lawyers, our parents fee, they must pay our parents fee before they come. So use it. Use it. He said, okay. He said, who is your lawyer? He said, that is my lawyer. He said, go and call him. I call him. He said, from today, write a letter of no case submission. Investigation has finished, and we'll find your wife not wanting nothing. Submit. So, and they called my lawyer, my lawyer arrived immediately. At the end of the day, Candide was saying, I don't know, the day of judgment, two hours. I don't know what your husband has done. I don't know who your husband has made, but this is my judgment everywhere. I am honored today. They are discharged and acquitted. Eat him. We take Tafawa Belewa. We run, eh? We run. Enter the other people so that men they look at us. We run like this. <laughs> For three years. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? So, have you been that way before? <laughs> so, what I'm talking about is practical. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. As I did here, the only promises I have. But one day, God said, carry a bag, go to Lagos University, and go and register. As a student, Paulo Mashesha, how can you do it? From my sis, and they want to go to university. He said, Carry bag. Carry all your stability, all the things we have got for. for come, come. Now, this is one of my teachers. I come to his school. He's, he's my lecturer. I, you know everything. Are you hearing me? God said, Why? Because that is a place, a man that will help you. If you don't meet him there, you cannot see him. But even in prison, <laughs> don't say, what am I going to prison? To be? You never go in Jesus' name. But if God put a man that will change your life in prison, if you don't go there, you will not see him. Jesus was in prison. Don't be ashamed. Every apostle was in Even you go for prison. You will, even your calling is a life of prison because it's a life of consecration. It's a life of separation. If you don't separate, you can't find God. And that is how God says, I am the arrange your papers. My amigo know where they go put center. He told me that 
look, if you know how put this one here, put this one here, put this one here, and Nami go to them. When they open them, they go look here. The next one they open the center. The next one they go turn the back. So press all those important. Go to where you get here. Put it like that. That is how they are going. That, that's how he goes. And they say you are qualified. The day of examination. I did not go. I thought it's next week. Before I go next week, they say examination has passed. Thank God. <laughs> Thank God I succeeded. The man asked me what is my name. I told him. He said no. He said your name is already here. He said because where you are coming. Don't need that examination. I thank you, Lord. What are we talking about, brother? If you know God in his ways, you pray, you pray from place of rest. Are you hearing me? God is a God. It doesn't mean Abraham waited for what? For 25 years after God told him. And for 100 years, he born a child. Who told you you will have life? You're not picking glory. Life belongs to God. God, if a if, if uh, Isaac could have been delivering children, Abraham could have seen children, children, children. Hallelujah. Amen. So wait on God. Wait. I said what? Wait. And also, be silent when you are praying. You, why are you talking to somebody who don't talk to you? Why are you talking to somebody who cannot talk to you? Daddy, I need school fees. They say we should bring you tomorrow. Let's tomorrow we'll go bring you. I think you know here. You carry body in the body, go to school. What did your father told you? What did he tell you about school? What did he tell you about school? What did he say? And he not say anything, no. If he, if he pray finish, wait and hear reply. Let me tell you something. All my life have been in that place. That's why even that church you see, I built. It, there's no foundation. The particular was, the particular was messing me. I said, particular build, and that's what God said. He said, underneath is my everlasting arms. But when money begins to come, he said, you see this one, no? Word of Moses is not the word uh, Joshua used to, to, to divide the. Uh, but I want you to know that the letter killed it, but spirit give it life. The word when Moses take divide what? Is it which one? Is it him now? You know that there? Was he in that ark? When the time of, in time of Joshua, did he got carried and begin to knock the. What did he do? He said, he inquired. Inquiring what way out, when and where, and who shall I meet? God bless you. Hallelujah. <laughs> wow, this is this is awesome. <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay, Papa. Praise the Lord. Please, I don't know if we can just sing a song. Okay, I don't know the song very well, but let's just all sing. Oh, when the saints. Go marching in, Lord of saints, go marching in. Oh, I long to be in that number. 
Pastor Destiny, please, um, if you have some other people who still want to speak, um, okay. Uh, okay, then Vic, you can, since Mark is with her, you can give her, I think Mark is with her, maybe after, after. I know because our brothers asked about practical ways mm. to come out of this weight and this problem of mm. needs. Mm. I only just have a counsel that has helped me. Mm. And the thing is, when these needs come like this, and like our brothers, our fathers have said, and you have presented it to the Lord, ask him for peace concerning that need so that you will not overwhelm you. And then what I normally do practically, I will now look for people who actually have needs and how to take care of those needs of those people. Thereby, it takes my mind off my own. And then when you are sorting other people out, your own is way back away. And then God is now organizing for your own. This thing happened seriously for me when I was living corporation estates. I was, they sold where I was staying, and then I needed to leave. Initially, I was like, nobody, the other tenants do not want to leave. Pastor, please, may we give you one, one year in lieu so that you can leave, so that others will start leaving. The new buyer will now see that uh, somebody is leaving. I said, okay. I had to go and clean somebody's garage to park him, you know, and then start looking for a place. At the end of the day, for them to give me that money, they couldn't get the money, you know. Now problems were coming. Somebody died before they finished the burial. Another person died. That's how, at the end of the day, they couldn't get the money to give me, and the buyers were not bringing the money because they now discovered the papers for the house was somehow, somehow, okay? At the end of the day, the other lawyer that is one of our tenants decided to go to court to say that they didn't tell us that they are selling the house before they started calling buyer so that he's going to challenge it. A week later, that lawyer died. The others that were joining him, you know, started running away and looking for where to squat. At the end of the day, <clears throat> I was the last person that left that compound. Meanwhile, I was supposed to be the first. And then the new buyer has now eventually paid Okay? Actually, I looked for a house, so Pastor James carried me go one village like that where I nearly put my car inside one ditch. After my way, no way where I no find house go. You know? And then at a point, I even carried some criminals. They said they were going to help me to get a house. But Holy Spirit, who, to, you know, helped me. I was like, I find an excuse to drop these guys from your car. Then before you know it, a phone call came. 
And it was not even, I was not even listening to what the person was saying. Okay, okay, I'm coming now, now, now. So all of you, come down from my car. I have another place I have to go. That's how God delivered me. A whole lot of things that came. Then at the end of the day, my, um, the others that left, the new buyer, now became friends with me. And that's okay. I learned that you're a pastor. I've made an inquiry about you. I don't want you to be under tension about leaving this place. Take your time and look for house. She herself started helping me to look for house. I'm cutting it short. Now, other people that were looking for house in our fellowship, we enter prayer for them, helping to look for money. Some of you knew that I had to look for money to bail somebody from the hospital. All we are this season, help them. I raised 600000 for them. Pay for hospital, pay for new house for them, took them to their house. I was... <laughs> Praise the Lord. At the end of the day, my new land, my old landlord eventually gave me back that same one year. The new landlord gave me 50000 And then God was in the midst of all this. For one year, I was looking for a house. God was arranging for somebody to live where they were staying for me to come over there. You know, while we were handling other people's problems, God was organizing and the estate, if some of you know Corporation Estate, that's the most beautiful estate on the island. You know, Corporation Estate. But then the security they have there or something else. I was there yesterday, they were telling me, Victoria, since you left this estate, we are not the same. I passed through there yesterday. He said, no more parties, no more anything together, no more sports, everything just scatter. That's an aftermath of the life that you lived there when you were there. Because all these things bring together to solving problems, personal problems. And then, as they paid me all this money, this other place where I am now, the security is almost two times where I was living because I needed that security as a single woman. Praise the Lord. So the thing is, as I shifted that problem to other people, actually, like Daddy was saying, you can negotiate with God. After I moved around, spent almost 200000 paying these people, running around looking for a house, I sat down one day and said, God, let's talk. Sit, let's talk. And I say, come, you gave me a land here in Lagos. I bought two plots of land. And I built how many rooms? I gave some free. I built a auditorium. I cannot be looking for a house like this as if I don't have a father, as if I don't have nobody. I said, God, from today, I'm not going out to look for a house. Amen. Peace entered me. That was when they now called me from Central Bank Estate. Come and check and see if you will like this place. Somehow a little bit better than where I was. What I'm trying to say, God for you. When you have laid that problem at the feet of God, check out for other people's problem, you know, and see how you can help them. You might not have the resources, you know, but then God will be organizing the way God organized for that house for me. The people that left there, all the circumstances, don't they now say, come and look. When I now came ahead, they interviewed me. Oh, you were ordained by Bishop Oedekpo. Okay, you know this other person. Yes, you have been this. Okay. They now had to investigate. Say, please. The person, some other person was already waiting for that particular house. For three weeks, or for three months, really, three months. At the end of the day, God, you know, secured the place for me. So when you lay it down, the, the angels will be set on emotion. They will start making arrangements for you. So don't think God is not deaf. And he loves you enough, like Bishop has said. There is love. Abi, who was saying it about the love. And that he has promised that he's going to give it to you. But at times, like Pastor was saying, if he did not come on time, that time is your time, not God's time. Amen. God has his own time. Amen. Always wait and look for... Yeah, what daddy said is key. What is he saying to what you are saying to him? He means a whole lot, brethren. You know, and that is why, because some of us have... I'm sorry to say, one of the days I have to tell my brother, 
Don't ask Jesus Jr. At times, some of the problems you solve, this, some of us need to learn out of it. So that we don't always look up to, okay, I know this, but let me go and call him. Let me go and, you make God jealous. And then your own is delayed. Your relationship with him is smeared. Because you always, you know you have somebody to go and call. I know some of us here, some, they, they helped you to an extent. Train some of your children. Pay your house rent and all that. And you think it will always continue like that. No, we can't continue to be feeding bottle pastors. You know, like Bishop Poco was saying. Stand on your own, wait on the Lord. Okay, he was equally saying, Oga, hold on, let me see what God is saying. Praise the Lord. Practical terms. When you have presented, wait, I'm summarizing what I've said. God is doing something about it already. And then, you know, um, look for people's problem. What is the word of God saying? After you speak to your father, what is your father saying concerning that matter? It might be like he said, you think it's a need. It's your flesh that you want to gratify. It might not just be house. It might not be, you know, the car you are looking for. Do you need it? And at that time, you know, the type of house you're looking for. Is that what you really need? God knows your need. When you ask, you start making arrangements for what to give to you per time. God bless you. Hallelujah. Okay, Pastor Destiny. Um, wow. so, Pastor so Trudy, I know. Pastor Trudy will round off. Um, after Pastor Destiny, Pastor, good luck. Just let's make it brief. Seriously, um, one thing I believe so strongly is that um, for such a topic like this to come up, it simply means deliverance. Praise the Lord. Seriously, personally, I've been so, so blessed to, today. I believe that um, for such a discussion to be brought up, I believe strongly that um, God is actually bringing deliverance. In the, because with, uh, when you are being led by the Spirit, you don't just stumble into discussions. So when you stumble on a discussion, it simply means Number one, it has become a concern to some people. Then number two, God has seen that body and God is bringing out a way of deliverance from that. I will seriously say everybody that has been spoken, I have been so blessed. Mommy, Mommy Vicky and Daddy Jonathan had already said some of it and I wanted to say very, very accurate you know, I remember, I will just share three things like that, but I will say the one that is recent. I remember for like about two months ago, it's like we were under financial siege. When I mean, let's say two, three months, when I mean it's like we're under financial siege to the point whereby days we go, the children will not be able to eat. Even we too will not be able to eat. And we made up our mind, we will not call Papa. We said we will not call Papa for such a thing. We want to actually fight out this battle because we observed something that previous times, when any need comes, we quickly call him. And what God, the, 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 the liberty God wanted us to learn, or the thing God wanted us to learn, we've not been able to learn it. I know one thing is that 
when just as mommy said, when you always have the when you always have that mindset that when I have need, I have somebody to call, you're already crippled. You're already crippled. You won't be able to experience freedom in that area. So we decide not to call. So and I remember when the thing was much, I said, God. So one of the day, I just somebody's name, thank God the brother came today. He's, he's my personal person. I just, his name came to my heart that I should reach out to this brother after we have prayed. I didn't even tell my husband about it. I just felt we should, I should reach out to this brother. So the thoughts came on a Saturday. And I said, but this brother, the best relationship I have ever had with him is just greeting, greetings. I have never discussed anything personal like, like this. So I need to be sure if now something else they drive me to tell this brother. So I waited till your Monday. That Monday. Yes, I waited from that Saturday till your Monday. So the best, these brothers kept on coming so strong. So on a, I can't remember if it is on Monday, I'll be on a Tuesday. So I now called this brother and said, please, oh, I'm going through, we are going through. And that period, I just lost my immediate brother. And his family was with us. Everything. The, the pressure was just too much. And one thing is that you can never easily trace it on my face. So I just noticed that, ah, what is this? Na cost, na spell. So I called this brother. He's, he's among us here. So when I called him, I said, bros, this thing I'm asking you. In fact, when I even, the first, immediately I called him. I said, hope you know he's talking, sharp. He just recognized that we started talking. And he now said something which I will also share along. He now said, my sister, do you know that a few days ago or that morning, do you know that your people's thoughts came to my heart? And when I came back from the market, I was telling my wife about you people. I said, that means what we are going through, the Lord have actually reached out to you to reach out to us. Probably you were not able to pick the exact thing, which I want to also explain. Many a times, as in a community, some people may not have the audacity to come and tell you and say, but the reason for community is the ability to be able to pick what brethren go through. I don't want to understand. Ability to pick what brethren goes through. So Anna said, so for you to even pick it, the Lord might have told you that Pastor Destiny's family is going through some stuff, but you were not, because, you know, when you are relating with somebody that has not gone to that personal thing, you will be careful. You know, when I dress like this, you just say my bank account fat. So even when the Lord is speaking to you, uh, it fat, sha. So even when the Lord is speaking to you, you say, ah, how can I obey? When he wears lace, he wears wig. So many a times, people's look deceive us. And which me, I will never, because of pity. Shall you understand? That is why we need to be in the spirit. When you see people dressed like this, you say, ah, everything just define. That person, I see they go as God, if you know they have to drink. That is where discernment actually come. So I called, so when I, and I said, please, I have so, 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 so need. He asked me, okay, what can he do? I told him, he said, okay, this is what I can do. And to God be the glory, he responded. I also reached out to a particular brother, which later responded. Now, this is where I was going. So God used them, and the thing, I was able to attend to some of the thing. But you see, I was not still able to, we were not able to like fix all the pressure that was around. Now, this is where I'm going. So, sometime last month, I think 
from um, September now. Okay, October, November. Okay, so uh, my husband, by the leading of the spirits, received instruction that we should observe a watch hour. Sir? That we should observe a watch hour in regards to our conference that is coming for. Our focus was just, so points we should focus on. So there is this particular focus. We say this is our financial problem. We need to find out what seems be the problem. I love what um, mommy said that, that the Jonathan said that. You know, you just get to a point, you just have to sort out some things with God. Now, this is where I'm going. As we began to pray, so in the process of praying, we now say, Lord, so a scripture that actually came to us in the course of prayer was when Mary Magdalene were coming to anoint Jesus. So in the process of coming to anoint Jesus, and the person they want to anoint, stones were rolled on the, um, stone was on the grave. And they were holding the things they want to use to come and minister to Jesus. And the thing they were not discussing among themselves, who will help us to do what? Roll away the stone. So, when, when we are praying, that was the word we had. Roll away the stone. Roll away the stone. So, I not to, I not, uh, myself and my husband were the one praying. So, I now pause. I just with that. The Lord will want us to roll away the stone from our finance. It's like our finance. This season is under attack. It has never happened before. So we kept on praying. So when we finished the prayer, so myself and my husband I said, okay, some people's cases are on ground that we need to reach out to. So we now enter into our room to attend to that particular people. So as we just sat down, we just give thanks, we're praying. My husband just said his friend led to pick up his phone. So my husband picked up his phone. He began to go through a particular WhatsApp. When he was going through this particular WhatsApp, this thing I'm telling you, acts at this time, hunger, everything was terrible. As my husband was opening, he, he was led that you are the you and this person. This person told you to pray for him. That when you pray for him, if anything happened, he will reach out to you, he will minister to you. So my husband was not going through the conversation he had with the person about the prayer point. He said he should help him to pray. In the course of praying. Up to today, I now knew that some provisions are under attack. Spiritual attack. What did I observe? By the time, remember, we were led, my husband was led to go through the conversation. Apostle, do you know what we said? On the 4th of November, the person had chatted us that we should send our accounts. I know the funny thing, we did not see it. And you know the funny thing? My husband, the conversation the person chatted before he said, that thing you pray for me has happened, no. Send me your account number. My husband replied the conversation, but he did not see the account. He did not see the account number. The person said, please, sir, send me. No, 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 no. I don't want really to understand. He did not pass away to another finish show. So... <laughs> He, see, what shocked me was that he was able to respond to, he revert as in other messages were replied. But that spot, just one small thing. Please, sir, that thing you pray for as answer, send me your account. Pastor, that not see him. Now, this is where I'm going. You remember a few minutes to that time, 
in the course of praying, the Lord had said, roll away the stone. Roll away the stone. And we address it that every veil upon our finance, let it be removed. So, okay, thank you. Just few sec, few minutes, immediately we finish praying that prayer and we say, let's go and attend to other people's cases that are on our table. And I'm just say, let me be led. That was how we, now I say, Jesus, this thing happened on the 4th, this message was sent on the 4th of November and we were having immediately, of course, you know now, the money, the account was sent and I saw the thing do boom. Now, so the thing do boom. Now, <laughs> now, this is what I'm trying to say. Do you know that we have been praying for provision? And God has answered, but we did not see it. So, many at times, some of us forget you can be a new creation reality. Your finance is under attack. Under attack. Then secondly, I will round up with this. I will round up with this soon. Hallelujah. I went for church. a meeting. That church, was church, um, church. actually that period we're still serving. So when we are going for the meeting, you know, we're still serving. So, you know, my husband, me and my children, we always go to meet him there. So that very day, actually, that ministered something to me. That's why. When I come to meetings, I look out for some things. Except for some distraction that has disconnected me, I look out for my brethren. So, there was no transport to go for that meeting. And me, the way I'm raised, if I have money to cook food, and I, have, and I needed to go to a meeting that will impart me, I would rather use that food money to go for that meeting. So I was able to raise the money. I just, I just borrowed transport money, Shah. I said, if I can get there, I told God, I said, this meeting I'm going. When I get there, Lord, touch your sons and daughters' hearts for transport to come back. So I was able to raise the money. So I was able to enter transport and come for the meeting. And I told myself, I said, Lord, if this meeting close, I will not meet any brethren. To ask them for transport. Lord, you be the one. Because that period, my second name was almost beggared. I would be begging for transport, transport like a mad woman. Ah, and you know, the thing, the vet there was that, oh, your husband is working with this person. How can you be looking for transport? Even though somebody won't help you. When they know, say, you are with somebody, they'll say it's not possible. So the problem, the pain was so much. So that very day, I said, Lord, I want you to touch your sons and daughter. Let them give me, make it not be saying that me come beg them. Do you know what happened? That day, I learned something. Meeting finished. I told God, I said, I'm not standing up. As you sit down for front seat, so now so I sat down. I said, Lord, I'm not standing up until somebody come and says, the Lord told me you have this need. And you know the funny thing? The meeting, the numbers of people there were like over 100 people. And we just danced in the Holy Ghost. After service, I sat down there, nobody. 
nobody walked towards me and said, the Lord told me, you need transport. I remember that day, I sat down there, I was crying. I said, Lord, you mean you don't have anybody here? You don't have anybody here that you can talk to? Immediately, the Lord told me. He said, not that I don't talk to them. They don't hear. He said, they don't listen. He said, not that I don't talk. He said, he said, he said, the way I have even ordained it. You know, many times some of us were talking, we say, God, we from heaven come. All our needs is with men. He's here. He's here and agreed, don't let us the sea road. Everything, as we did like this now, if we can be sensitive with the son a brother's need, if you remove greed and covetousness, I have what it takes to meet, meet a brother need here. A brother have what it takes to meet. So the Lord, it was that day, the Lord began to tell me that every time any of my children have need, I have, always, I have always released the provision. The problem is that my people don't listen. They don't hear. Everybody are after their own thing. And the dangerous ground, when you are after your own thing, you will never hear God to receive instruction for your brother. So that puts a mindset in my mind. When I go for meeting or anything, I check out bread. I look out for bread. And wine. I'm very sensitive to know who the Lord will be using me to do what? Meet. So please, just run, run it up. I want to beg us. Just as mommy said and daddy. One of the ways for our own needs to be met, you try as much as possible to meet another person's need. And let's not miss it. Needs are not only money. Needs can be commendation, just as Papa said. He said he saw the woman looking beautiful, and the Lord told him, Go and meet. If people say that woman, her husband never tell him before, say, I love you. Nobody had ever told him. And the Lord used that need of just telling a woman, You are looking beautiful, to meet her need. And that's instead of something. Don't just say God should meet your need. You look out for another person's need. Hallelujah. I think I've given your husband instruction. He will tell you something. He will just tell you something. <laughs> Pastor Dan, please tell your wife that instruction. No. Uh, before I'll see, I saw it in the spirit. Before he said, Bim, I've already given Pastor Dan instruction. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Okay, Pastor Jonathan, just you were raising your hand. No, Pastor, hey, we have two Jonathan here, Nabi. Hmm? Pastor, good luck. Pastor, good luck. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. No, it's not bad luck. Ah. Uh, I was sitting down and I was listening. Every contribution that everyone is making. And I started hearing the voice. There's a shifting already. The shifting is taking place. Whenever something like this is coming up, well, because I believe that was not the point of discussion. I was listening to him. There is a point of discussion you were going. But God used 
in to stir up something that is coming. Um, clever. So there's a shifting. Please, let's listen very well. The shifting is this. Because of God's agenda, I think God wants to put the meeting of our needs in our hands. He wants to make larger provisions for us. Because as we sit down here like this, all of us have needs. If every one of us begin to open up, you will see that everybody has a needs. And God has seen that those needs must be met for us to hear his next instruction. Even for us to carry out that next instruction. Because the instructions that God is giving to us here, they have mighty responsibility for us. If you think that the church is actually listening to what these things have been said, you are making a big mistake. They are not listening. If you look, listen very well. Ezra, the book of Ezra 1, God steered the heart of King Cyrus for the building of the church and decreed that provisions should be made. I believe that was a prophetic utterance for all the Jews to know that their timing has come for them to go and build the house of God. But do you know how many respond? Few. Why? Because the majority of them have spent the long years of uh, captivity. They have developed, they have built structures, they have built businesses, they have built lifestyle, they have married, and everybody have they find it, they have settled down. You know, you were saying something there. They have settled down. Now you are telling me to leave all those things and now return to restart the building of God's structure. That is what it is. And that is where we have been building. Restructuring our mind to go and start rebuilding. I think provision is needed. Provision is needed. So when God is taught, when we begin to discuss our provision like this, then the Lord is hearing. That means he's steering the, the, the atmosphere. There are, there are provisions that are going to be coming to our hands for the purpose of this rebuilding of the structures. Amen. That is what I have to say. Hallelujah. Um, before Pastor Trudy comes up, I just prefer to say some things, just a few minutes. Um, you know, one of the things that um, I believe strongly by the Spirit of God, you know, the instruction God is giving us is giving us generally, is the issue of paying attention to the instruction of the Spirit. Is the key. I remember many years, many years when I was in our community. I remember I was going through some things which I knew God wanted to speak to me, but in that community. They don't, you can't tell them that you want to go and have time with God. They tell you stay with your brethren. So God gave me a formula, you know, that I should have all night. I should pray all night. You know, I just pray all night. And all that. that was the first day I had a visitation that I've never had before in my life. You know, someone Saddam was talking to me. I was talking to him. It was from there what I was doing at Jegule. I wanted to leave at Jegule many years ago. Because I, I, I stay almost the time I came to Lagos, I stay in Ajegule. And my wife was equally the same thing. So I wanted to leave Ajegule. It was in that conversation, the Lord said, you are going to have a work to do in Ajegule. 
And that changes everything. That changes everything. So the instruction is key in our work with God. Very, 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 very important. Now, on that thing again is that there are, it's not everything you must differentiate when you are struggling and when God is dealing with you. Those are two different things. Struggling is never the will of God. And in our work with God, um, God may not give you plenty of money or you have plenty of money, but that should, 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 should be progress. That should be progress. That should be progress. Do you understand? Not being stagnant. It's two different things altogether. And secondly, one of the things again I found out is that it's not about you. God will bring resources to try you. Sometimes there are things that God will give you is not really meant for you. You are just like a channel to reach out to other people. Do you understand? That's why God has to train our mind we know that whatever is not about us. It's not about, your need is not there. It's not about your bringing your need because I, I need I need I need to buy it. I need to do this one. I need to do that one. Need to do. It's not about you, but it's about him. So when your interest is about other people, when your interest is about you know making I'm giving other people rest. Like I love Pastor Douglas always say that word. Say try to give other people rest. When other people are your concern, not about, you know, you know, we can be talking of working in love now. The next thing my mind will tell me, I have to go and tell Pastor Okpoko, you have to, I'm the one that work, I'm the receiving end. Since the day I understand this secret, that is better, I mean, is better to give than to receive. We say, it changes my mind. It changes my mind. So it's not about us. Because when we are talking about prosperity of the kingdom, the place of the renewal of the mind is very, very important. God is, God is not giving us for our loss. God is not giving us for we to, to, for we to continue earthly, earthly life. No. But he knows what, like he said, he knows what you need part time. There is a season in my life I know that I used to have, I, I, was, I, I was a businessman. I was selling clothes. And the principal I had, those are most people that used to sell clothes. On Sundays, when they are going for a meeting, they will take one clothes and wear. Then when they return, they will put it. I don't do that. I, I have, I have, I'm telling you, that's my, my uncle used to do it. He will take the, he will go to the market and buy the best clothes. Then after wearing that Sunday, he will come and put it in the shop and sell it. Do you understand? But I have that principle. I don't do that. Do you understand? So then, Brethren used to come to my house those days. I would buy food. Brethren would come. They would come and take my clothes. Then there came a season in my life where I can't afford clothes. No shoe. I was wearing one shoe. They thing was chopping. You know, you don't want this shoe, huh? One leg like this. There's no clothes. Then, you know, that this pride in me to meet someone for, I, I had that pride. It's pride. I come to meet you for ask you for need to ask you. Then God began to teach me that even this season of your life now, you don't need to go and buy. I will not give you money to go and buy. People will give you. So I'm, I learned how to be contented with that one. When you give me that clothes, I will wear it because it's God's provision at that time. At that moment, it's God's provision. You will not remain there. The season is going to change. It's God's provision. I will wear it, I own it. And because if you don't, if you don't learn how to appreciate in this one, you remain there. Because that was what God provided at that time. So I appreciate it. 
Because most times, we, because of ignorance, we will say faith. You can look at that car now and say, I'm going to buy that car by faith. And we look at that house now. I'm going to buy, I'm going to leave that house by faith. Do you understand? Covetousness. So God is the one that ordered our step. He said the step of the righteous is ordered by the Lord. The place you are living now, you may not like it. I may go to Pastor Destiny's house now. See, the place is so wonderful. Now, that will not make me to come back and say, God, where are you? I must appreciate where I am. Thank God for where I am. Know where I am. And know that that is not, the, that is not final bus stop. It's a journey. Because the journey is not just only in the spirit. It reflects in our natural life. Do you understand? So these are the things that we must renew our mind with this understanding. Very, very, very important. Hallelujah. Pastor Trudy. Praise the Lord. Uh, it's good to be among you. For a very long time, I've not been around. Um, I'm, I'm talking as somebody who just came in. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, you know, I have a very high-pitched voice, so I always try to control it. Uh -huh. I always try to, so I'm trying to control myself. Hallelujah. So it's wonderful to be among the brethren once again after a very long time. Um, if you remember, this is not the topic we're handling today. It was the issues of the kingdom until uh, uh, our rabbi stirred the, the honet, uh, stirred the waters, as he always you, he does that always. You know that. So uh, uh, that's why I, I always stay attentive when he wants to ask questions. Because oftentimes the questions will shift the course of the meeting. And you know it is the doing of the Lord. You understand? So thank you for the question. You see, a lot has been said concerning how we respond practically to needs. Um. In our small fellowship yesterday, we were, you know, sharing on resurrection. And while we are sharing on resurrection, as, you know, as it affects every believer, that if there is no internal resurrection going on in you, you are not joining at all. Because resurrection simply means the, the, the outworking of the life of Christ within in an expressible manner to challenges and situations. You understand me? So if it is not affecting environment, affecting your spouse, affecting your children, affecting your friends, affecting even your enemies, your prestigious enemies, then you are not joining at all. Because they shall be called the children of resurrection, Jesus said. So that being the case, so somebody now asked a question that as we are resurrecting, how does it affect our needs? You understand? A very good question. I now say it that what you have to do is to define what is your need and what is want. Because oftentimes, what we call need is actually want. He said, you now said, ah, that to lead the good life, live the good life. I said, okay, what do you mean by the good life? For instance, if I live in a... Uh, 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 Banana Island or VGC. He said yes. He said yes. I said, uh -huh. that is not need. That is want. Because 
How can I live where I'm living now? And all I'm asking God is to live in Banana Island. Then something is wrong with my understanding of the scriptures. It means that I have not gone through the process. Because I have not learned well how to abase. <laughs> and I want to abound. I have not been in the school of abasing. To understand how to manage resources in a very small way. How to suffer lack. And by faith get out of lack. Rather than depending on somebody or, you know, permutating as people who play bet Niger. You understand me? Eh? You, you know that if you don't meet this sister, you meet this brother or you meet that, you get out of your problem. You see, let's understand first that where faith was first recorded in the scripture, in the book of Habakkuk chapter 2, it says that the just shall live by his faith, not another man's faith. So the only prescription for one who is justified to live in this life is by his own faith. So that means that we have to labor to build that faith. We have to. It is labor to build faith. Hebrews, I think, chapter 4, verse 11, it says, labor to enter his rest. So there is a labor to enter the rest of God. So even in the face of need, there is a labor to learn how to handle needs. Yes, there are one of the things I believe that God is doing now is that he's restoring the issues of Acts chapter 2, chapter 3, and chapter 4. Where everybody, you understand me, we have things in common. Eh? Uh, so every processes we are going through now is for us to be able to hear issues concerning our brethren as the Lord speaks. Not as... My sister said, we'll dance in the spirit, but we are now hearing the Lord. You understand me? And lo and behold, there's a, a needy person there that will have to walk some kilometers just because of a little change that somebody could easily dispense with. But the person is not hearing. Not that the Lord is not speaking. He's not tired of speaking. He's not tired of speaking. We are the ones who shut our ears. And oftentimes, what shuts our ears is self. Itself that shuts our ears from hearing him. So I believe the Lord is restoring it in our day. Because there was something that people saw that time that made them to move to that, for, to what they are saying. It wasn't the preaching that converted most of them that time. There was a lifestyle that we are living, communal lifestyle that we are living. It was so, it was more potent than what they were saying. It was more potent than what they were saying. You know, so that my own is just to say that we have to learn how to labor. We have to labor to get through needs. Let me say this. Uh, my son is in 400 level now. The very first year he entered the university. A cousin, oh, in fact, a nephew of mine, my sister's, my kid sister's son, dreamt that my son was chased out of school because of school fees. So he called me. He was almost weeping to tell me that. I said, thank you. The Lord has opened your eyes to see what is supposed to take us on our ways. So we have to labor to make sure that it doesn't happen. You understand? And since then, God has been faithful. But 
The faithfulness of God didn't just come cheap. You have to labor. You have to labor. In fact, the life of a believer is the life of laboring to enter his rest. When Jesus was saying in Matthew chapter 6, I think verse 25, think not for what to eat, what to wear, where to lay head. For emphasis sake, he repeated it in verse 31. Is it easy not to think about need? Eh? I was thinking that if I were the Lord <laughs> in that context, I would have said, labor not to think. Labor not to think for what to eat, for what to wear, and where to lay head. You understand me? Because when needs are there, they are there. If they are needs, genuinely, they are there. And they have a way of pricking your heart. They have a way of taking your attention. You understand me? They stop, they stop you anyhow. You understand me? But the truth is that if only we can rely on the word of God, a lot of recipes has been you know, put forward. God is not dull of hearing. God is not dull. I just traveled for a convention in the north. One of my friends, I, I, call, I called him. We were just talking, just to tell him that I won't be around for some time. It's not, it's asked, where were you going? I told him the particular area. He shouted because that particular local government area, and the local government area you will pass before you get there, is the worst in Benue State in terms of kidnapping. This one is not Fulanese. This one is thieves, kidnapping thieves. Do you understand me? So my friend said, ah, I know you won't listen, but I will advise you. You won't stop me from advising you. Is it not better for you to wait until there is security? I said, wait for something that you were invited over a year ago. So what do I tell God? Because when I was invited, I asked God. God said, you should go one year ago. And you know the way they do their stuff. You understand me? So he now said, well, I know you will not listen. I said, but what does it matter if it ends there? If I die there, it is gain. When I said this, he said, okay, please, you can go. Send me your account number. <laughs> Send me your account number. You understand me? He sent 20K immediately for the trip that he was dissuading me not to travel for. You understand me? And so there are, there are diverse ways these needs will come, you know. When I was calling him, I wasn't calling him for money. I was a, just to tell him that I won't be around so that at times when you call me and you don't get me because he knows the time to call me and get me on the line. But if I travel, he will call me that time. He may not get me. You understand me? That was just the reason. But see how God brought something that will aid me in that trip. You understand? So let's understand that God is, some people say he's uh, omni, omniscient or some say omniscient. Eh? Yes, whichever one. Let's forget the semantics. Whichever one. He is an all-wise God. And he knows you have need. He knows you have need. The important thing is to be faithful to present, if it is need, present it to him. Because if it is not need, he will not listen. He won't do a thing. If it is a need, he's committed. He's in a covenant. He is a God of covenant. You understand? So if it is a need, he has done it in our lives variously. It's just that we don't look back to count. 
to count and see his faithfulness. I, I personally, I, I have gone through the school of ministry. When I say school of ministry, I don't mean the school of ministry where men gather so that they will be taught. It's the school of life. Life. You understand me? I never believe that somebody will in this life, that I will ask somebody for help for anything in this life. God taught me that, that I should come down from that high horse. Do you understand me? Because it's a high horse. Because when you had everything in life, you had everything in life, that anytime your bank account is smiling, and all of a sudden, the whole bank account, uh, uh, people began to owe you that money. People began to owe you that money. And they're owing it till date. On the day we were at Cape there, one called, one who was owing me two point something million, that is trouble that he wants to pay. It was somebody he told that called me while we were there. He has not paid till date. He has not paid. When you hear the amount, you close your ears. You understand me? So to have come down from that level to begin to ask first. You understand me? Then from there, for God to teach you, I am your supplier. I am your provider, not man. Not man. Then for you to begin to learn how to live by faith. Then the, for God to say, that thing that you do that gave you money, I don't want you to do it again. You began to complain. God, you know this one is there, this one is there. And God tells you, go because of you. I'll bless what your wife is doing. You understand me? Do you know what he has done? He said, if you have need, go to your wife. Yes. Yes. If you have need, go to your wife. Then go, go and see. So that you will learn women. You understand me? <laughs> because he wants to send you to school. God, there are excesses in you he wants to cut off. He wants to humble you. You understand me? Because when, the, when you are learning and that line is fulfilled, he will change it. That is who God is. That is who God is. So let's understand that needs will always be there. But he's, God is committed. God is committed. So you must know that your attitude towards the need eh, shouldn't be that the need is Lord to you. You have one Lord. One of the problems or challenges I think that believers, especially ministers, are having in these days is that Christ is not their head. Christ is not their head. You understand me? So he's not their Lord. They are the driver on the seat. You understand me? So we should repent and make Christ to be our Lord, our master. For a master in Palestine, when we say Palestine, it's Britain that call it Palestine, in the Jewish land. A master is a provider. He provides for every of his subjects. He provides for every of their need. And remember, a master has families that are under him. Because every slave or even a bond, a bond servant has a family. But it's the master that provides for all of them, all of their needs. So how can he provide for your need when he is not your Lord? When he is not your Lord. So we must begin to learn the Lordship of our Lord Jesus Christ. It is very important. It is very important. So repentance is the first thing that should happen in our hearts. 
Because let me tell you, needs are coming. Needs are coming. Hunger is coming in the land. I mean it. Serious hunger. I was telling them yesterday. Serious hunger is coming in the land. It is time for us to actually make Christ our Lord. If it's not yet our Lord. Because the kind of need that will come, no man will save you from it. No man. Only him. Only him. Hunger is coming in the land. It's not just in Nigeria, but Nigeria's case will be very peculiar. Will be very peculiar because of all the things we have modeled up. The, our political leaders have modeled up in the past. And the ones they are modeling up now. Hallelujah. But it is to our advantage if Christ is our Lord. So that we'll be appropriately, uh, appropriately trained for the days ahead. Let me tell you, you cannot come and tell somebody that Jesus is a provider if he has not been providing for you. He must, you, you, how do you comfort people? What's your testimony? There's a brother I was talking with yesterday. He uh, had um, appendicectomy. was disturbing uh, him. So he was born to the lab. But there was a remedy they told him to use. So when he used it, the pain stopped. Then he said, when I asked him yesterday, he said that uh, when he tried to move as before, the pain came back. I said, please, check. If it is there, let's raise money for you to go and do the surgery. Because that's the only thing I know medically that can handle it before it's too late. I'm not saying that natural remedies that they don't work. You understand me? Uh, maybe it is late for the stage where it is now. So he now said, why, pastor? Attack, attack, attack everywhere. No money to feed. I said, but I've sent you money. He said, yes, thank God. That's why I called you, to thank you for that. He said, my car is spoiled. The landlord is disturbing me for the rent that I've not paid. I said, the attack is not coming from outside. It's from you. Because all these needs you are counting now, they are the ones creating the doorways for the attack to come. Your trust is not in the Lord again. That's it. So when your trust is not in the Lord, what do you think the enemy will do? He will take advantage of it because you have provided the access for him to come in. Why I say so is this. There is how you look on your need. Eh? Your need becomes your Lord. Eh? And the enemy uses it as an advantage over your life. Because, he, you, yes, of course, he will make God jealous. So please... Uh, variously, we, a lot of things have been said, you know, as experiences that we have. That of um, uh, that Jonathan is so, 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 so unbelievably true. You understand me? So we must come to the, train ourselves to come to the point where we hear the Lord. One of the things that we have not taught in the church over the years, is that in prayer, after praying, it's monologue. You just walk away. You don't wait to hear him speak. Hear his response concerning the things you have spoken. You understand me? Because it's a training that will make you to begin to hear. If you're not trained, you won't hear. You have to labor to hear him. You understand me? It's a labor. Let me say this. In the life of a believer, as he journeys towards fullness of Christ, Eh? Everything is labor. Everything is labor. There is no point that is cheap. There is no point that you stumble into. If you don't pay the price for it, you won't attain it. You understand me? 
So to hear the Lord, it is labor. We are trained to hear. And don't wait for the pulpit to train you to hear. You train yourself before the Lord. You have had it. Go and learn how to do it. Because what you don't learn how to do, you can't bring others into it. It's not possible. You can speak the English. You can speak the English. But the spirit will be far from it. Because the spirit of the world is different from the world itself. The logos we read. You understand me? The spirit of the world obeys one who has paid the sacrifice. Hallelujah. So please, needs will always come. But needs will always go. If we put our trust in him. Labor to enter his rest. That in the midst of that need, you are at rest. It is labor that brings us there. Nobody attends it cheaply. Everybody will attend it the same way of training. Labor, labor, labor. It's not cheap. The life of a believer is not cheap. Hallelujah. Even the life of the world is not cheap. It's not cheap. In their own, it's not cheap at all. That one is, uh, um, what's the term they normally use? Okay, winner takes it all. Do you understand me? Eh? It's winner takes it all. But here, you are guaranteed in the process of God that as you are attaining, others are attaining also. Only if you are willing to obey. It is the one who wills to obey eh? that will eat the good of the land. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I think before we pray, um, Pastor Paul, I wanted to, um, you know, we visited the, um, our brother last week, uh, Pastor Henry. So something, Pastor. Uh, okay, we should pray first. Okay. Hallelujah. Okay, can we stand to our feet as we thank the Lord? I want us to, I want us to thank the Lord from our heart. I want us to appreciate him. Light has come. Understanding has come. God, uh, God is speaking to our circumstances. God is addressing our circumstances. So, Father, we thank you. We bless you. We give you praise and glory. Oh, from our heart, we thank you, Lord. We appreciate you for shining light in our path. We give you glory for shining light in our path. Thank you for understanding you are bringing to us. Thank you for your servant. Lord, you've used in several ways. Oh God, you've dealt with them. Help them that they may be a blessing to your people. Thank you, Father. We want to appreciate you for your grace upon their lives. We worship you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we worship you. Oh, glory to your name, oh God. Thank you, Lord. You are teaching us the way we should go. You are teaching us, oh God, your ways. You are teaching us your life. You are teaching us your pathway. Thank you, Father. Oh, thank you for the instruction of life. Oh, we bless your name, oh God. Thank you, Lord. You are faithful. Oh, you are more than faithful, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you for the word you've led us. To win several times, oh God. Thank you, Lord. 
we give you praise. How you've led us. How you've helped us, oh God. Oh, we give you praise. We give you all the glory. We give you all the worship, oh God. Thank you for your chastisement even today. Thank you for your instructions even today. We worship you. We give you praise. We give you all the glory and all the worship. Father, you are correcting us. The Bible says, He that the Father loveth, it chastises. Thank you for chastising us. Thank you for chastising us. We give you praise. Thank you, Father. We give you praise. We give you all the glory. Oh, we thank you, Lord. We give you praise. We give you all the glory. Can we begin to repent in our heart? You know, can we begin to repent and begin to ask the Lord? Can we begin to repent in our heart? Let's begin to repent in our heart. Let's repent in our heart and ask God for light. And ask God for light. The area we are not complying, the area we are ignorant, the area where we are not obeying Him, we are not responding to Him. I want us to, you know, in our hearts, I want us to repent and say, Father, I'm sorry in the name of Jesus Christ because light has come, oh God. Oh, thank you, my Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for you, He that you love and you chastise us, oh God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for chastising us. Thank you for showing us the light. Thank you for showing us the light. Thank you for showing us the light. Oh, thank you for showing us the light, oh God. We worship you, Father. We thank you for light. We thank you, Lord. We thank you. Father, we repent in the name of Jesus. Individually, collectively, we repent, oh God. Anyway, we are not being measuring up, oh God. Anyway, we've missed it. We ask for mercy in the name of Jesus. We ask for light. We ask for visitation. We ask for encounters. Encounters of light. To God and counsel of instructions in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. Thank you for walking in our heart. Thank you for teaching us, leading us, guiding us in the way we should go in the name of Jesus Christ, oh God. Thank you for every need is met in the name of Jesus. Thank you, our Father, for meeting those needs in the name of Jesus Christ. We bless your name. We give you praise. We give you all the glory in the name of Jesus Christ. Let's go ahead and begin to declare over our finances. Let's declare over our finances in the name of Jesus. We declare the word of God in the name of Jesus. Hey, in the name of Jesus Christ. Ah, we declare over our finances by the power of the Spirit in the name of Jesus, according to the will of God, according to the program of God. Lord, in our finances, Father, hey, because light has come in the name of Jesus. Those areas of our lives, according to your will, that they respond, not, our, not according to our desire, not according to our own want, but according to your will, oh God. The Bible says, uh, Paul, Paul for the Philippian church, uh, that my God shall supply all your need uh, according to his riches and according to his glory. Father, we pray that you supply Lord all our needs, oh God, according to your riches. In the name of Jesus Christ. Uh, ah, oh, we Thank you, Father. Ale babalika Father, we thank you because the earth responds to us in the name of Jesus. The earth responds to us in an, according to your will. The earth responds to us according to your will. The earth responds to us in the name of Jesus. Thank you for ministering spirit. Lord, oh God, 
regarding to our finances, oh God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We give you praise. We give you glory in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. The destruction we ought to carry, we are carrying them out. The things we ought to do, we are doing them, oh God. The art portion, we are positioning our heart in the name of Jesus. The instruction, we are obeying by your spirit in the name of Jesus Christ. We want to thank you. Bless your name in the name of Jesus Christ. We rebook every Deborah. We rebook every entrance in the name of Jesus. The entrance in our mind, our ignorance, oh God. We rebook in the name of Jesus. We say, light has come and there's alignment to that effect in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father. Your word is culturing it. Your word is making it happen in the name of Jesus. It's by your word. It's by your will. It's by your authority. It's by your commandment. It's by instruction. Thank you Father. Thank you Jesus. We give you praise. We give you all the glory. We give you all the worship. Thank you blessed Father for answering our prayers in the name of Jesus Christ we pray. Can we thank him for today? Can we just go ahead and give him praise for today? Thank you for leading us. Thank you for how you helped us in the name of Jesus. We worship you. We give you praise. We give you all the glory. We give you all the worship. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Okay. Um, let's bring out our offering. Hallelujah. Let's bring out our let's bring offering boss. Please help me with offering boss. And um, okay. Pray for Father in Jesus' name. Thank you for um, the bread and the wine, your body. And your blood. We ask, O oh God, as we take, we take unto freedom in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for answered prayer. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Okay, let's come and take communion. Then if you have your offering, you can give your offering.
Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And please, let's um, listen to the following announcement before Pastor Paul will come up just briefly. Um, we have here Mataya Conference, um, Pastor Dan uh, Ministry, January 14 to 22nd. Well, hello. Welcome, beloved. My name is Francis DeSebor, and I'm a member of the Securing the Next Generation community. And I want to talk to you about the immersion. Yes, the immersion. It's that time of the year again. It's that Holy Ghost Festival. It's that Holy Ghost Jams Festival where many young people, young adults and teenagers alike get to bask in the presence of the Lord in worship, in prayer, in activation, in meditation. Uh, um, I mean, the place of teaching as well, the word, as well as so many other things. Um, you know, over the years, the immersion 
Christian has seen um, um, so many wonderful things happen in the lives of many young people. You know, lives that were going in one way, being taking them in a completely different direction. Um, many young people getting um, healed, um, um, delivered of addiction, set free. Many young people being equipped. Some of them um, discovering destiny and purpose. Um, some of them getting activated in prophetic giftings and even fivefold ministry callings. Um, many young people also discovering the truth of God's word, addiction to the things of God as compared to the addiction to the things of this world. Watching and witnessing many young people um, um, discovering just how valuable and how beautiful the Christian life is. And all of a sudden, um, the holy life that seemed boring has this allure, has this draw, has this woo that they never saw before. And that's what the immersion is all about, is getting young people to discover the more in Jesus, discover the beauty of Jesus. It's a baptism, an immersion, literally, into the beauty, the awe, and the wonder of the Lord. And overall, the fruit of that immersion, that baptism, is that they emerge free from addictions, free from worldliness, free from diseases, free from generational curses. Many young people that have been initiated as well into witchcraft, into sorcery, have been delivered and have been set free. Um, I want to you know, encourage you to join us for this year's immersion. It promises to be a blast. Our theme is, I will declare the decree. And it's all about discovering the decrees of God in his word and basically doing what it says in Psalms chapter two, declaring the decrees of the Lord. Um, what is that decree of the Lord? Thou art my son. And this is Junius Immersion where we're, we're trusting the Lord for, um, I wanna use the word generational encounters, young people discovering their genealogy in Christ Jesus, breaking free from their earthly genealogy, breaking free from the people in their villages, breaking free from those things, you know, sicknesses that are in the family, diseases in the family, um, threats, lack of favor, different things in the family that overall hold young people back from discovering what God has written concerning them and instead just, you know, breaking into, encountering um, the heritage of our spiritual ancestors, um, the likes of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the likes of David, the likes of Joseph, of Daniel, the likes of Jesus Christ himself. I wanna encourage you to please bring your young people. If you have young people in your home that fall into the age bracket that's shown on the screen, um, if you have young people in your church, if you're um, in charge of a school, you're a school administrator, or you work in some kind of service, or, uh, you know, around young people. I want to encourage you, you know, to really take time out, you know, um, um, call out the ones you can. I also encourage you to, you know, to seek them out, pull them aside if you need to, and encourage them to come for this meeting. It's going to be very impactful. We're praying towards it. We're trusting the Lord that there'll be an outpouring of his spirit um, like never before. I'm looking forward to amazing things happening that I've not witnessed yet before. And I really want to see, I, we, we love uh, watching the Lord rock. Uh, we love watching the Lord rock the lives of many young people in, in, in multitudes. And um, this year will not be an exception. So I want to encourage you, please join us. It's going to be a blast. It's going to be fun. There's all kinds of things to look forward to. Um, by the way, um, the first night is a worship night. We just worship the Lord and we bask in his presence. Our second night is our infamous barbecue night, what we refer to as the burning bush experience. That's going to be a really fun and tasty one. And then we have our vigil, our intercessory vigil, where we pray. By that time, many young people would have been active and so many things that set free already. And so what's now left is that purpose, that purpose that the Lord has put in our hearts. And then we drive that purpose home with our last night. And then we end up with, um, 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 that's a, as our basic, our, our last night of the conference. And then we end up on the other side, equipped with purpose, destiny, healing, deliverance, and God's word, the decrees of the Lord. So yes, please join us. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a blast. And most especially, Jesus is going to be there. Will you be there? 
I really hope so. Take care, beloved. Jesus loves you. Bye-bye.